Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mount Wire Hoops basketball podcast. We are here to talk about the Mountain Tournament. Myself, Andy, we're here. We made it. We have 11-team tournament. It's happening, right? We got it. Well, I mean, you know, every day brings a new, uh, you know, a new bit of news. (laughs) But for the moment, at the moment, everything is still on schedule, and it's great. It's great. I'm not trying to jinx anything. (laughs) No, I know, but I'm just, like, I'm thinking back to last season, and honestly, one of the best moments, and, you know, I'm a little biased, of course, because I cover the Mountain West, but one of the best moments of the entire college basketball season was the Mountain West championship game. You mean the only March Madness truly shiny moment of March was Shane Merrill hitting the three to beat beat San Diego State? Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, yes, that was what we got, you know, that was our one shining moment, so we, yeah, so just being on the cusp of this again, it's like, yeah, it's really exciting, but it does kind of have me back in that headspace of like, oh god, remember how crazy everything got last March, but right. hey, exactly. we're going forward this year, and it's going to be, it's going to be better, so, so I'm so excited to talk about the tournament, and uh, we'll see, you know. San Diego State, they're, they're going to be out for revenge. Definitely. All right, website. We should probably bring that, bring that up to people. MWR.com, because we know this show will hopefully get a few more listens, a few more people find it. So if it's your first time finding this show, I'm like, hey, Mountain West Tournament, how are my Aggies going to do? How are my Aztecs going to do? This looks interesting. I'm listen to these two knuckleheads talk about hoops. Thank you. <laughs> Go Subscribe for more. We do football. We do a bunch of basketball. Some nonsense as well. We have a uh, quick question here. Do you um, – Okay, I'm going to put you in a spot here. Did you listen to our music podcast we did a couple weeks ago, or do you care about that March Plaidness we did? So I saw that. I <laughs> did not listen to it, though. Okay. I think, and, and you can ask people about this. This is true. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts okay. uh, like at, at all. Uh, for some reason, my brain just doesn't really process the information um, that way. I enjoy being on. On them, I like talking with people, but I am a very visual learner, so I have to like read all my information. Okay. So when I listen to podcasts, if I can't like see the people who are doing it, um, 
I, I lose, I lose it sometimes. So, so what are you telling me? We need to uh, do a video podcast so you can watch it and enjoy now on YouTube or yeah, something. <laughs> well, no, cause I, I would hate to look at my own I know. for that long. So I concur. No, it was a, just mentioned we do random one offs if that's what I was wondering. So yeah. we did that for four years and there's so, a, no, but, uh, so what joke. Was, we what missed was that one, one all about? It's a music, it's this website, which is pretty cool. It's going on right now. It's March Xness. So March, the letter X, obviously com. And our buddy Matt Kennelly turned us on to it a couple years ago. They basically take, they change their brand, or not brand, but, uh, style of music each year for like a March Madness bracket, cause it's bracket fever, and everybody has a bracket, because why not? It's March. And they change this type of style of music. It's a non-fiction thing too, as well, so people can write essays about songs. So if you go to the website, you can watch the videos, listen to the songs to see who's better or not. And then people write an essay, nonfiction, obviously, because the music is obviously nonfiction. They write about the song in any way or any way they want. And it just makes a bracket. And the bracket is basically still like 1 to 64, kind of by record sales. That's kind of how they do it. Maybe YouTube hits or top100billboard.com or Billboard magazine. So that's how it is. And this year was more of a grunge type of uh Bracket, so it was quite interesting to hear some of the songs. So it's a we do that every so often, like once a year, but it's kind of a fun, something different to do. Plus, it's the middle of the off season for football, basketballs, getting close to starting for what we're doing now for the tournament stuff. It's kind of like a little bridge to hey, brackets are coming, let's have some fun. There's random football stuff can wait, basketball still going strong, and so that's basically what it is. So if you, it's going on right now for voting, and we just have some fun. It's just screwing around, listening to me playing the maximum amount of fair use music I can before we get shut down. Our podcast <laughs> episode has never been turned in or shut down. We just have the one podcast where it, I couldn't upload it because something happened. I didn't know it. So we have a lost podcast for like four people to listen who are on it. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like that it. is weird stuff. Go listen to that. But we're talking Mount Bus Oops. Let's start with this. We had our staff, the media, and then also the coaches chose player of the year, first team all conference, when you compiled the votes for the Mountain West All-Conference team for our staff, was there any big surprise? Because we went with, I'll say now, Matt Mitchell was our player of the year. That was yeah. the coach, which is different from the media who I'll get to, who I love, Nemus Kata, but it was quite is it kind of odd or interesting about how he was so dominant in their polls. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um When I say that, I mean the uh, Nemus Kata getting the – kind of the love that he got from the media poll. Um, I, I don't disagree with it. I just think that there's something of, well, I mean, I guess they ended up with the number two seed, didn't they? So, you know, um, I was going to say, maybe there's something to be said about, you know, giving to the best player on the best team, but you know, <laughs> with all the weird schedule stuff, it's hard for me. I mean, I think San Diego state is the best team right at this point. Yeah. Point, uh, but in terms of saying, well, they won the regular season championship, you know, I still feel a little icky about all of how, how, not, nothing against San Diego State. I think that they're, like I said, I think they're the best team. I just don't love how everything went down with the, the scheduling and timing. the timing of everything. But anyway, I don't want to sit here and whine about that. Listen so to the last podcast what, I, what we did. <laughs> right, exactly, or the last couple. Um, exactly. So what I found surprising from our player of the year voting, um, so Matt Mitchell won, but he did not win in a landslide. So we had uh, 12 responses here. He he won with four votes. <laughs> I mean, it was close. <laughs> uh, so the next with three votes, can you guess who was next with three votes? I see it in front of me now. I'm shocked. Grant oh, okay. Shot. Well, Grant Shurfield, man, sure shot. Yeah. 
I love it. I think I, I, he dragged Nevada up from being a bottom half team in my estimation going into the season to being potentially the fourth best team in this conference. Um, you know, on any given night, they can hang with all of these teams in the top four. That's for sure. Uh, and they could be in a very interesting team to watch. We said that last year too with Nevada and Jalen Harris. Um, I don't believe that panned out. I think Wyoming was doing their own thing and kind of, <laughs> yeah. they cruised right through those two teams that I was like, Oh yes, we're going to get this Colorado state Nevada rematch. And then Wyoming is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to sweep on. right through you guys. But yeah, so, um, I think honestly, Jalen Harris got a lot more pub last year. But Grant Sherfield's not that far off in terms of his impact on the team. So I, I love it. Um, I didn't vote for him. I actually didn't vote for either of these two guys. I voted for David Roddy. I was one of two people who voted for Roddy. Two people voted for Kata. And we got one vote for Derek Alston, um, which actually, you know, that the, those five guys matches are first team, first team as well. So, you know, that's nice. <laughs> you, you like to see that. You don't want to see anybody on the second team getting a player of the year vote. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, weird. And, but Roddy was, uh, no, he was, it's kind of surprising. He kind of came out of no, not like sort of did, but he was one of the guys not many people were talking about. We, I remember in our preseason stuff, like, Hey, look for the Rams. Look at the, like, like Isaiah Stevens. We thought, yeah, the number one guy. exactly. That's what I was going to say too, is that we, you know, that's why I went with Roddy, I think is because I had, so much expectation that it was going to be Isaiah Stevens who was the one who was driving Colorado State. And, you know, I knew Roddy was good, but I was like, you know, if they're a one-two punch, I thought, you know, Isaiah Stevens is the one and Roddy's the two. And you look now and it's like, oh, man, okay. No, Roddy is Roddy is a real basketball player, man. That guy, you know, I don't know what his future is because he's – really in between in terms of, you know, size, position, stuff, in terms of, like, professional basketball. But I don't know. He's got kind of this, like, Charles Barkley thing about him where he's, <laughs> you know, he's just thick and and he doesn't have to be the tallest guy. He's still going to fight you for every rebound, but he's also got those moves and he can shoot three. I don't know. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a great, fun player to watch. And, you know, I, I have no – I have nothing negative to say about Matt Mitchell or Grant Sherfield. Really, any of these guys, I think they're all, I don't know, maybe not Alston. Um, he scored think, more, but that's a kind of all he, he scored did. more, but not I think he, he did, also, he disappeared mean. a little more too, I think, at times. Um, it, it shrunk, shrunk in some of the bigger moments and he had a he's, little more. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We, you, and I don't think you quite saw that. I mean, well, Colorado State had that one game where they right. only scored 33 points. I don't know how many David Roddy had in that game. I don't have it in front of me, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm fine with, with how this went down. I think with Matt Mitchell, I think I wrote this on our site too. You know, six we, points. six points. The, <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's the, Okay, six points in the, in the out of thirty-three though was the percentage on that. <laughs> no, sorry, my my point about Matt Mitchell is you know he's the best player on the best team, and you know even if his stats aren't necessarily you know jumping off the page, he's not a twenty-point per game scorer, yeah. but San Diego plays a slower pace, so you're not going to have a lot of twenty-point scorers. Um, you know, and Matt Mitchell, it's his in, intangibles that that make him so good, I think, and that's. <sighs> I mean, he, he's great at, there, there are statistical reasons why he's great. He's an efficient player. He rebounds well, very well. Too. He's a very good defender. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, but it's just, he's just a leader out there and, and he's, he's smart when he plays and he's, there's a toughness that he brings to the team and to the entire roster. He just sets the tone for the team. Uh, and so, so I, I get it. Um, I think he's very deserving and, you know, I think he was a deserving choice by the, the coaches as well to, to win that award. I'm thinking like Kata when I'm looking like you mentioned Alston, like he kind of didn't show up a ton at certain parts of the year. But a book I think the reason Kata may have got it from the, like the rest of the guys who cover the beat guys. If you look at what Kata did against the good teams at the end of the year, Boise and Nevada, he had yeah. those two back to back 30, they're both losses though, but back to back 30 point games, average over 20 in the wins versus, uh, versus Nevada. He, the first game he, three of nine, made all the free throws, 17 rebounds, like those final six games. He nearly averaged what I wanted. He almost got 20 and 10. That's why I'm like, give me 20 and 10. He was super yeah. close to getting that. And I'm wondering if that's where he came on strong and he so, played that. Maybe I that's mean, why it's like he came just on good a, late. Well, yeah. So here, I'll give you a little bit, you know, my own perspective. So some of the work that I'm doing, you know, not on, not for our side, but for, uh, heatcheckcbb.com. Um, some of the work I'm doing there is this, you know, this gold star guy, which is tracking players, um, you know, basically just, giving a gold, silver, and bronze star to three players from either team for every game. Uh, Namiz Cater is like super high. He's like a top 10 player in the nation uh, in that rank, which basically means he's Utah State's play, best player on the floor every time. Uh, and, and even in their losses, he might be the best player on the floor, you know, well, like, like we just talked about. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And so I think maybe – you know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, my guide or whatever is like be all end all, but I'm saying that that might be kind of what's going on here is that, man, you just look at any time Namias Kate is on the floor, he's pretty much the best guy out there. And so if you want to give your player of the year to a guy for that reason, then, hey, I can't really argue with that either. I was just, my main thing was that he wanted, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. The vote total was like eight to two. Yeah, that was surprising. I thought yeah. there would be a little more love. Um, but I think, you know, you might get a lot of guys who are looking at the statistics and, and say, you know, they're comparing them next to each other. Like, I don't know. I, I think about when I do like the MLB all-star voting online, right? And they're like, pick a position and they list the statistics right <laughs> next to each other. It's like, I can't help but want to choose the guy with the highest numbers. Yeah. Uh, and so I wonder if maybe that came into it a little bit with, um, with, Kata with the with the media, whereas the coaches might look a little bit more of those intangible things, or you know maybe they might be a little more traditional too with their selection to go with the the best player on the championship team. We'll see. Was there any other like our coach here, Nico Medved, not shocked by anybody? That's who it should have been. Was there anybody who didn't make it that you should have like on the second or third team? Because second team had a Aztec, had a Zaysteen, Stevens, Bryce Hamilton, Orlando Robinson, Marcus Williams made second team. That was yeah. tough to pick, man. He, a freshman of the year, we didn't do that deep. I made the list and like, oh crap, I'm late in doing this. So let's just do all conference teams. Yeah. Like Marcus Williams, he had, uh, Abu Kijab got there in third team. He had, uh, Nathan Mensa. AJ Walker, was that just because he puts up points and why he made third team possibly for us? Yeah, <laughs> he, I think I was kind of sad. I, you know, I, at the end, I sort of got to that last third team spot and was like, ah, you know, who do I want to give it to? It's sort of the feel good spot. Um, and I think a lot of our people either gave that spot maybe to, uh, McQuatch Malowatch or to Richard Washington yeah. or oh, yeah, Richard Washington. Dion Stroud or to AJ Walker, you know, so AJ Walker did not 
AJ Walker and Mensa, I think, were the last ones in the list uh, to kind of make it. So the third team is, let's see here. What's our third team? We got oh. Desmond Cambridge, Justin Bean, Abu Kijab, Nathan Mensa, and Walker. And yeah, Nathan Mensa and AJ Walker kind of tied for their vote total um, to come in. And they both sort of just got in right ahead of some of those other guys. Like, um, actually, Malawatch, Malawatch got the same amount of third team votes. It's that, uh, it's that Mensa and AJ Walker got more second team votes. And yeah. so that's what pushed them ahead of, uh, McQuatch Malawatch there. So, you know, honorable mention for sure. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of looking at some of those bottom teams, David Jenkins was a, kind of a name that I was surprised to not see get as much love. I think. There was so much hype with David Jenkins coming in, though, and yeah. just what happened with UNLV was kind of disappointing. And people were a little bit more willing to forgive Bryce Hamilton, who was a very clear second team selection. He was yeah. he was second behind Jordan Shackle in the second team voting, and then and then Isaiah Stevens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get why you don't want to give two UNLV guys a spot on this, you know, on these three teams as well. So I, I don't know. I, I was pretty happy. I, I think these these teams meshed pretty well with what I selected. My, you know, personally, I had Mensa in here. I I know the media the media did not have Mensa in their third team. Is that right? Um, I don't have that in front of me. What they chose okay. because it was I, yeah, once. I, I, yeah, um, no, they so had the, no. Their third team was AJ Walker, Desmond Cambridge, um, Malika, Jet. They went with the Jenkins, Mark Swims, but they went with New Mexico's guard, Makucha Mal Malaku. Is that no, correct? Watch Malawatch. Malawatch. That's what it is. Malawatch. Okay, so, so they so they went with Jenkins, and they he was went... he was not even honorable. Oh no, still so there is. Yeah, mental is honorable mention. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I think, I think that undersells what Nathan Mensa gives to the Aztecs on defense. Uh, and again, I think there's always going to be a little bit of, man, well, when you really look at San Diego State, are, you know, are there players that good? Cause the statistic, the per game statistics and stuff are low. Cause again, they play fewer possessions per game. So it's like when you judge Virginia by, you know, well, they don't have a 20-point score. It's like they don't need one. They're just fine. Uh, so, you know, I think maybe when you look at the media, they're not quite as sensational um, in terms of eye-popping numbers. So maybe that's why they're not getting quite as much love, uh, referring to Mensa and Matt Mitchell versus Nunez Keita. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I was perusing Twitter while we were discussing this. Not that I was ignoring your conversation, but I found that... Come on. Access my Discord for the Solid Verbal podcast. I'm like, that's interesting. I was, my phone just there. It just happened to swipe over. I'm like, wait a minute. So, do you always see, okay, this is an off tangent, but it's perfect for NCAA tournament time because it happens. Men's device vasectomies because they say, hey, you get the days off and you can watch basketball, right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Have you ever heard of commercials all the time about that? Yes, I have. And I know where you're going with this. So, have you seen the tweet I'm talking about? About vasectomy, vasectomy mayhem? Is that what it yes. is? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I just I had to bring it up. 
but they're being sued because it, they, the NSA says it's too similar to March Mayhem, which is clearly not even close. Bisectomy in March. What? No. What is this? Well, and if you read further into so so, I'm not a lawyer I, like you. So tell us why they're doing this. Well, okay, first off, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a paralegal, but Close, I, I, do, than a lawyer. I do work. I do work in an intellectual property law firm. I work with patents, not trademarks, but like the people across the hall from me back when we had an office like that. Uh, you know, they were doing trademarks. So. um there's just some funny language in here where they talk about, I don't have it in front of me, but just kind of off the cuff, um, you know, it's confusingly similar and that it's like basically it is cutting into the NCAA marks like efficiency no. or it's like, like, like no. what? No. I didn't even know about it until you filed the lawsuit, man. You're the ones bringing publicity to this thing. It's ridiculous. No, yeah, like it is. Nobody. It's surprising too. It's like I don't know why they would go after. It just it feels it feels frivolous. It feels like something uh, like a troll move. (laughs) This response is best. Hold on, sorry. No, you're fine. Packers for the win on Twitter. Quotes confusingly similar. Question mark. Like some dude's gonna walk out of his vasectomy with ice on his crotch, all like, that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to bet on the 12-5 upset. The name confused me. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like, see, I mean, it goes both ways. No, well, this, I mean, this is yeah. ridiculous. Come on. Like, no, it I, is, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's very frivolous. It feels like, unless there's something that I'm not getting, like if they're, if they, so, so here is, I don't know enough about the whole story. I've seen the one tweet and the picture of, you know, that excerpt from the lawsuit. Yeah. What I don't know is if that, you know, if the, the logo, if they like copied the, if they copied the logo, cause that could be the mark that is being referred to. I don't know sure. if it's the word mark of March Mayhem or if there's some sort of logo where the vasectomy deliverers, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You know, like that they're could, that infringing on the trademark in that way, but still, it's like that would be the only understandable thing of why a big, like I, I don't think people go out sniping, you know, little minnows like this for no reason. But I guess if they were advertising it like it was, you know, an NCAA promoted logo or you know something very very similar then i can understand especially if they're making money off of it you know yeah you do get into into issues there i'm trying to find the now, now what they, now what they might know. also do here in concert with this lawsuit is they might send an email to mm-hmm. uh they might send an email to the company and say, "Hey, you can license this trademark if you want from us for x amount of dollars." Uh, you can pay us or we can sue you or you can like stop immediately. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the lawsuit that we saw the tweet for had an accompanying, you know, strongly worded letter sent to, to a lawyer's office somewhere. Is March I, Mayhem even I, trademarked? I haven't looked it up, but probably. Um, yeah, it looks like know, it a, is. A lot of things are. I know yeah. that ESPN has like rivalry week. You know, they trademark these things. As soon as they start making money off yeah. of it, you put a trademark on it, man. Uh, especially had, like, if you're big, because you're going to get remember, infringers otherwise. I remember I worked for SB Nation, and buddy Jason Kirk, he's like this. He's still the – well, no, he used to. But like college football editor, 
He's like, let's go buy the website, Cultural Football, whatever playoff. It's like ESPN owned it for like 10 years before it even happened. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. yeah it they'll just put their stakes in the ground. I found something. I was looking on the trademark site for something else, um, but I was looking at ESPN and I found a dead trademark for this show. It was apparently a prank show back in like 2003. They filed a trademark for this show called Fish Sticks. And it was going to be some sort of like live reality prank show or something. And it was filed in 2003. I Googled it. I could not find a single word about it online. And the trademark was abandoned in 2005. So I was like, okay. So they thought it was a good idea. And then they ran it by somebody and it was a bad idea. But I'm kind of wondering wondering about this. I'm looking at show. Yeah, I'm, I wonder what it's about too. Hey, it's got to be better than what Skip Bayless's court show might be. <laughs> right? Yeah, give me fish sticks all day. I'm just wondering. Like, I don't want to go too much into. I just saw it, but I keep looking for what's the. You, I, I keep search, searching vasectomy mayhem, but I can't find the actual law firm. Not law firm, sorry, but the actual office that does it. Because you're right, they could be a thing where uh, this keeps leading back to that tweet. I'll, we'll look later on this, but it could be where their logo or they send a promotional or promotional something out like, "Hey, get your vasectomy." At this time, and you can watch March Madness in an email or something. That could be one of those as well, where they use an act like. Right. If I it's just that. if it's just March Mayhem to vasectomy Mayhem, there's no correlation. But there is other things involved in it, to where it would. You know what I mean? Like you're right. Where it could be a logo they put NCA on there. They put um, it's like a Stephen Colbert. It's a perb owl instead of saying Super Bowl all the time. Right. 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 But uh, it's uh, just a chart. Let's move on. So it looks like okay. Let's get to. I just saw. I'm like, all right, basketball is closely related. Let's get to it. So the tournaments. Anything else we need to talk about for the all conference? We good? I think we're good, right? Uh yeah. I think that's that's pretty much it. Did we? I just in case we didn't say it, the full second team uh, was Jordan Shackle. Isaiah Stevens, Bryce Hamilton, Orlando Robinson of Fresno State, and Marcus Williams of Wyoming. Um, yeah, and then just to clarify one more time too, the first team, Matt Mitchell, Namias Keda, Grant Sherfield, Derek Alston, and David Roddy. So, you know, it's a, it's a great first team. I love that first team. You know, you got the best player from the best five teams. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. It makes sense. All right. So let's get to this before we get to, the games. We have a couple games. We're not going to go through all the games because we don't know some of the results at the moment. And some of these first games, like I don't care. Sorry, but I'm, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the odds post here. It's going to go up later, like Ken Palm, TeamRankings.com, BetMGM. Who do you think out of all the teams has the worst odds to win the whole tournament? Air Force. Yes, I'm surprised you got that one. Try. I figured New Mexico by miles. But yeah, the thing about New Mexico, I can't remember. I think their offense is like their offense is really, really, really bad, but their defense is kind of okay. Whereas <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think there's really anything that's all that statistically speaking, like yeah. the things that you know go into these projections. I, hear it, yeah. I think there's just really not a whole lot of good data on Air Force. Uh, so, I uh, yeah, that's kind of. As a person who's been in the weeds in some of Air Force's analytics, it's like, yeah, they're not good. Uh, so I could see, I could see them having the worst so prediction. You know. TeamRankings.com, they give 0% to Air Force and San Jose State. 0%. At least Ken Palm gives them less than 0.01. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I think too, you know, you look at UNLV and Wyoming, uh, in those matchups. Yeah. I, 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 they should move on, but hey, maybe we'll get one of our, you know, 
What, where was Wyoming? Were they a 10 or 11? I think they were 10 seed last time. And they won what, one game, two games? No, they were, the, they were the 11 seed because they beat, because Colorado State was the oh, six. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they beat Nevada, who was the three seed, I want to say. They were so, like, the, they were the worst team last year. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I'll pull up right now because I want to make sure right here. So we had, uh, yeah, they were 11 seed. They beat, uh, Colorado State 80 to 74. Right. And then they upset Nevada 74 71. And we're reasonably close to Utah State 89-82. Yeah, and it was like, oh my gosh, are they really going to do this? We like, come on. <laughs> and then, and then no. But then, you know, that I'm, I'm glad they got as far as they did. It was a nice little send off for Allen Edwards. May he be successful wherever he is at the moment. Were you going to say rest in peace or something first, and it changed? <laughs> no, I mean I was going like to his. I was going to say to his career, and I was like, that's super mean, man. Don't go there. Yeah. Um, so I was trying not to, but thanks. Um, yeah. No, we're good, dude. So, uh, here's yeah, what I, I thought. I don't, I don't see that potential in any of these three teams necessarily. Maybe San Jose State a little bit, but they're going to run up against San Diego State in the second round. I just don't, yeah. I don't see it. So, the, anyway. the odds itself plus thirty thousand for Air Force and San Jose State. Hey man, I'll throw a dollar on that. Yeah, it's like it's like the <laughs> office. Matt mentions all the time. Matt Kennerly or. He always jokes around about it in our DMs and stuff, but uh, to Kevin in the office, if anybody gives you 10,000 to one odds, take it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is yeah. Kevin's example of it? I can't remember now. I forget. Um, oh, it's a uh, John Mellencamp wins an Oscar or something. That's what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. John Mellencamp wins an Oscar <laughs> or an Emmy or something. Yeah, perfect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm nice a very pull. rich man. <laughs> nice pull. Yeah, that's but great. They- they're a lot like they are shot. Like I'm looking at all the odds. Like if you go to our site, I'm gonna post this. If you click the link, if you wanna put put a few bucks legally in a state you're in there, is about ten states in Colorado. I know is one of them. So Rams yeah, fans, I'm not, going, I'm not in one of them, and I don't, you know. So just saying, I'm not going to be in here. No, you're good. But twenty five thousand New Mexico. It's crazy how it is. Like those bottom three are so bad. They are beyond. Like <laughs> I'm sorry to defend everybody, <laughs> no. but I'm just saying. It's also no, who you're playing against. Who, like you mentioned, that uh, eight nine game, isn't it? Because if, if you're playing San Diego State in game two, it's like, yikes, that's not. Good I mean, the anything. tournament's set up in the tiers. Like if you look at it, you know, it's the nine ten eleven is really one tier to yeah. itself, I think, and then six seven eight where Fresno, UNLV, Wyoming, they're kind of on their own little island there as well. Yeah. And I honestly do think Nevada belongs in that. You know, I know, I know that the, obviously they have to be there because of the tournament structure, but <laughs> I'm saying Nevada, I think really belongs in the conversation with these top five. They're so much closer to three and four than they are to number six, I'd say. Can they be their own tier? I think they kind of are. I think they're on an island by themselves. Um, but I think Boise State might be a little closer to that island than we think. Who knows? I mean, we're seeing that team struggle down the stretch a little bit and, Somebody, I think it was BJ Reigns probably, um, mm-hmm. who's been a little upset, I think maybe about some of the results. Not, you know, just that the teams struggled down the stretch, but he posted, hey. I think that they were four and four the last few seasons or, you know, they've just had some not great records down the stretch in February and March. Uh, Al Davis, just win, baby. Come on. Just, just, win, just win, man. That's all you got to do at this point. Yeah. So just, and hey, for Boise State, they match up with Nevada. At this point, if they're playing the we gotta build our resume game, getting a matchup with Nevada is not the worst thing. And you gotta win. Yeah, of <laughs> just, course you gotta win. Just win. But you know, they get that and then they get another crack at San Diego State. Yeah. And hey, you know, like 
even if they don't, if they were to beat San Diego State and Nevada, but lose in the Mountain West championship game, I'd feel pretty confident about them getting an at-large bid. So let's speak of that. You mentioned Boise needs to get to the title game. The way I'm looking at the conference now, there's one thing I want to talk about with Wyoming really quick, just because I think there's some intrigue there possibly for San Diego State. Just hear me out. Hey, last year happened. I was at when they, with Larry Nance, and they won the Mountain West title. That was crazy, a low-scoring game. So it's been done before. But the teams that can make, I'm looking at bracket matrix really quick. Right now, they have the Aztecs as a freaking eight seed, which seems low for a team. I know top 25 doesn't matter, but they, I think they're higher than eight seed. We have CSU, Boise in that 12 spot, then Utah State on the outside. I, I would think, I know CSU has nothing bad on the resume, but they also have nothing great, which makes an intriguing case. I would argue, because I'm only saying Aztecs are lock, they're going to get more than one team in. But I would say if any other team wants to be considered a lock, you have to make the title game. And I think that goes for CSU, Boise, and Utah State. All three of those, to feel safe, would need to make the title game. Yeah, I mean, I think Utah State's going to be an interesting one. Because um, they're here at second, you know, the number two seed. But they've got – their resume is – We've got some good things on it, you know, those, uh, I think they're kind of in the worst position right now. They're in fourth position out of four out of these teams. They're, they're all, you know, well, San Diego State, I think is pretty safe, but Boise State, Colorado State, Utah State, they're all pretty close to the cut line. Um, yeah. right now, Boise State is straddling it. I think I'm going either way on whether or not I would have them in or not. Um, Colorado State, I think a little better just cause, even That'd though they bad. don't have they don't have the sweeps, but they have all those splits. You know what I mean? So it's like nobody else did that. Um, you know, they didn't get a win over Nevada, unfortunately, but they only got one shot. So and it was a pretty close game. So, um, yeah, I think you could be right though that that Colorado State Utah State game could almost turn into like a de facto play-in game for would for they, an at-large bid. Would they also have to play San Diego State? Like because. Nevada Bushy State winner plays most likely Aztecs in the semifinals, assuming that goes to plan as well, think it should be, fingers crossed or whatever. Would it be I know I know the answer, obviously if they play if it's a Nevada CSU title game, obviously we make sense, but I know because we know when Aggies or Rams would rather play San Diego State in the final. Would you feel the same comfort level, say Utah State makes it to a title game but they're playing a Nevada or a Boise State and they lose? Would that still be enough to get them where they don't play a top 20 net team in San Diego State? Well, I think Nevada is its own case study because, like, they are not in the at-large conversation at all. So if they come through and win this, which they absolutely can, I think, mm-hmm. um, if they do that, that's going to – I mean, that doesn't just affect the Mountain West bids. It does because they're right there on the cut line, but that affects the entire bubble. Um, I don't know if it does, though, because it's not going to get – I don't think it's going to get an extra Mountain West team in. No, what I'm saying is Nevada getting the the I think automatic. it would the yeah Nevada getting the automatic bid would force San Diego State to take an at large bid oh. or something like that you know and now you're pushing out I think by virtue of Nevada if we're saying that they did this right they would have beaten Boise State that might right there that might cost Boise State their yeah, they're shot. Done. Out, right yeah. with those loss, the loss to Fresno State, and then that's like you know, four in a that, row. It's like four in a row. So last ten mats still count. Yeah. So you know, um, assuming if Nevada was to win 
right, to get that path. They'd have to then, you know, beat San Diego State. Um, Two bid Mountain West. It might be, yeah. I mean, it depends, I guess, you know, if Colorado State beats Utah State and then loses to Nevada in the final game, probably not, no. I mean, yeah, if Nevada wins this, the way that things are structured, coming from the five spot with San Diego State at the one, I think you could see, yeah, a two-bid Mountain West if Nevada was to win it with San Diego State being the other team safely in. Um, And I think... If Nevada gets to the final and loses, to, you know, obviously whoever wins from CSU or USU, assuming that they don't get upset by Air Force or New Mexico or UNLV or Fresno State, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ballfire. <laughs> right. So I think, yeah, so now that that's out of the way. So if Utah State or Colorado State beats Nevada in the final, oof. Still a two-bid I, lead, I think. Two-bid league. I think... Yeah, because Boise again. If Nevada makes the final, Boise. Yeah, if Nevada beats Boise, I think Boise's done. I think, like, I think it's a two. Okay, so do you think? So let me ask you this real quick while we're here talking about this Nevada. Okay, so if Nevada wins, Boise's out, right? Mm -hmm. We both kind of agree on that. Yeah. If Boise beats Nevada, that doesn't really solidify them as being in. For me, does Boise have to beat San Diego State to like to solidify their spot as an at large? Do you think at this point? I would probably go 60-40 saying they got to win because – It would the, certainly help, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Uh, clearly it helped because you'd right. be a good team. But part of the committee, which we haven't talked about a ton, and I, they still do the last 10 games, right? They're, they've lost their last three games. They've I won. don't know that they do still look at that. I remember them saying recently that they stopped – um, you know, they wanted to remove recency bias okay. from it or, you know, something. But, but I do think – I mean, at a certain point, even if they're not looking specifically at that, I mean, they look at the sheet, the team sheet, and they're going to see a lot more losses on it than there were the last it, time they looked yeah. at it. <laughs> Since that game postponed for Fresno State, they're five and six. I mean, yeah, that, and they played good. tougher teams, but they have. they've shown that they're not, you know, that unlike they're not CSU, they split at least. They've got Fresno right. State, the CSU, they split. I think losing both to Nevada is not good, clearly, because they're covering around the top 100 team. I, I'm starting to think the Mountain West, regardless of what happens, too bid maximum. I don't, do you, do you see a way, I don't see a way for a three bid league because the scenarios we were discussing, Nevada makes it to the, Nevada has to win it all. And who knows? They have talent, weird things, weird things can happen. If they win it all, San Diego State's already in because they'd lose before. I think they're safe. They might be like down to a 10 seed, perhaps. Unfortunately, maybe I don't think that's seen that slow. But if we go that path where Nevada wins it all, their end is probably like a 13 seed or something. I'm guessing like Fresno State a couple years ago when they're super low. They think they played Utah in the first round. But yeah, them and San Diego State. I don't see Utah State, CSU getting any more quality wins to get in because beating Nevada, I I don't know how high they drop jump in the net. Maybe. What would you think? Mid eighties, like ten spots, maybe fifteen spots at most, yeah. because they're about 100. I mean, so, so I mean, a hundred. it's a Q two. Yeah, but but if you look at other scenarios, San Diego State sweeps through. Even if it's San Diego State, say all the favorites win, I still think Boise. I think we're both in agreement. Boise needs to make the final to get in, maybe even win to be safe. I think. I think I'm going to change my answer. Boise has to make the finals to get in because you I can't, think they, yeah. a good loss does nothing for you at this point. Yeah, so I think 
the only path I think that I'm seeing, because again, I at the moment I like Colorado State's resume better than I like Utah State's resume. And Boise. I w- and Boise's, yeah. Um, I would say Boise State would have to beat Colorado State in the final, and Colorado State will have had to, you know, beat Utah State, not UNLV or Air Force. Um, if Colorado State gets one more, you know, good win, if they get a win over Utah State, I think that pushes them over the edge to safety or at least, you know, safety into the play-in game or whatever. I think that would push them into the field. And then, of course, Boise would take the automatic bid by winning the championship. What if and- Nevada? What if it's Nevada? Would that knock CSU out? Well, that would probably not – yeah, I think that would maybe un- – yeah, I think Colorado State <laughs> losing to Boise State would not be as detrimental as Colorado State yeah. losing to Nevada again. Yes. So so yeah, I think that would be bad. And obviously, like we've talked about, Nevada winning would take away the other, you know, the third bid too. So well, you know, and yeah, so I see your I point. Think, so yeah, I see your I point. So yeah. It's it's a closing window though. I don't know if Utah like if Utah State beats Colorado State and loses to Boise in the final, I don't know that Utah State gets in. Colorado State, if they beat Utah State and lose to Boise in the final, I think there's a better shot at the Rams getting an at-large bid in that scenario than the Aggies. Okay, let's, I, I like what you're saying. I, I agree. I think that makes sense. So is there – I'm going to ask one last question. I guess this would cause tons of chaos. Is there a one-bid Mountain West option on the table? Yeah, absolutely. How is that? Is it more like, so, say, so Nevada wins two games or something? Yeah, I think that I think you know UNLV upsetting Utah State that knocks Utah State out of it. Yeah, and then I think you know if you get Fresno beats uh, San Diego, Nevada beats Boise, San Diego State you know wins, and Colorado State gets snubbed. Uh, you know because I think if UNLV beats Utah State again, and Nevada <laughs> yes, beats, remember again, <laughs> and Nevada beats Boise State. Uh, I think, oh, I you know, both of point. the, both of those two teams are boom, they're gone. So then, and then if San Diego State beats Nevada, Nevada's not getting in. Yeah. So then you'd have San Diego State and Colorado State maybe left as the two teams there. If Colorado State doesn't win that game, now they're playing the, I hope our resume was good enough, but they will have gotten their win in the tournament over, you know, Fresno State. And UNLV, not Fresno State and Utah State. So they're not getting the extra quality win during the tournament by beating the two seed. So UNLV beating Utah State might be like the most detrimental thing that could happen. And unfortunately it's happened once already this year. And if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we're playing this in the Thomas and Mack Center. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, no fans. So no fans. That's true. But you know. It's Fresno, uh, yeah, Fresno UNLV are one, currently 184 to 187 in the net radius. That's a huge drop from Utah State, who is 48. Yeah, so so that would be bad. So that would be, I think, how I envision a one bid league, or yeah, a one bid league playing out um, would be UNLV upsetting Utah State or or Air Force, I suppose. Yeah. Um, somebody upsetting Utah State, so Colorado State doesn't get the quality win in the semis and it doesn't. And then they lose to San Diego state in the final and they end up as, you know, the first team 
left out of the field or something. I I would still call that an injustice, but I could see it happening. Interesting. You know, are there other uh, so who like who you fall broader hoops to me? Like, what are some bubble teams that are that you can like in in line with say CSU versus this team? Possibly, is there a couple teams off the top of your head that you would say, hey, that would they could watch this team, watch this conference tournament? Well, one team to keep an eye on. I mean, they might have just are they might already be in at this point now. Uh, Michigan State, um, just in the last couple weeks, you know, they were nowhere. Right. They were gone. They were an afterthought. It was Duke who we were sort of thinking like, oh, my gosh, they might make it. And now it's like, oh, no, Duke's out. But Michigan State just beat uh, everybody. (laughs) I know they just got done beating Michigan. Uh, I know they they got a couple top five wins and it's just, man. So I think it's going to be hard for the committee to keep them and the brand and Tom Izzo, you know, all of that out. Um, so I think that'll be a team to watch out for, especially if they pick a win, pick up another win in the Big Ten tournament. Um, just gonna, I've got too many things in my brain these days. That's I'm just gonna cheat and look at the bracket matrix here. Uh, That's fine. Teams. So, you know, watch. So Drake is obviously done. So Drake, I guess, is just another team to, um, be aware of that they, the committee might, I hope it doesn't come down to things like this, but you know, if the committee kind of sets aside a quota, you know, like we've got mm. two or three mid-major spots, right? Definitely. And you know, if they say like, I hope that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know, I have no evidence that it does, but I'm just saying if, you know, my cynical brain has any sort of, you know, if it's onto anything here, then you might be getting into a scenario where they're pitting Drake, Colorado State, Boise State, Wichita State even maybe against each other in terms of ah, how many of these teams do we want to actually give a bid to? Um, Xavier is in the mix there as well. But then you got to look at teams like Syracuse, Ole Miss, um, coming up Miss, from yeah. the, coming up from the major conferences. So yeah, I'd say Drake, Honestly, I think the Mountain West teams are going to be kind of fighting themselves. And I don't think – I think four-bid is off the table. I think three-bid, the window's closing. Two-bid seems the most likely to me. I think if yeah. I had to – if if you, you know, made me make a prediction right now on, a, okay, what's going to happen, I would say I think two teams are going to end up getting in. And I think it's going to be San Diego State and Colorado State. Um but we'll, 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 we'll see. Uh, I think Boise State's going to be sweating it out. Utah State probably also sweating it out on Selection Sunday, but they'll both end up on the wrong side if they don't make it to the final. You are 100% right here. I'm looking at, I got an alert from Joe Lunardi, which you may have as well. And no, West, I, I definitely do not get alerts for Joe. Uh, Joe. It might be the ESPN alert I get, so whatever, yeah, yeah. something I sent out for. Not necessarily Lunardi text right, or something, right, right. but I know his phone number will text me. Hey, brackets ready, buddy. But. <laughs> You're right where last four in, everybody basically that's where you mentioned. These teams are in the mix. Last four, Drake, Boise, CSU. Did you mention Xavier? I don't uh, recall. Sort of, yeah. So Xavier, Ole Miss you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Utah State's the first team out. They put Michigan State as last four by. So you're right. There's other teams like Memphis is in the mix, Ole Miss. Louisville's an interesting team to watch for. If they mm-hmm. if they fall on their face completely and like take a real bad loss in the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. I don't think they would fall out completely. Um, but they are, I don't know, maybe a little more in danger. But they're kind of the last safe fish team, I think. Um, but Georgia Tech from the ACC just kind of like blew through, and now. I wonder if, you know, there's an ACC quota kind of a thing or again, I don't think they really do this, but they're going to, it's, 
it's impossible not to judge those teams against each other, right? Especially if they end up playing in a tournament against each other. So I wonder, you know, if you're going to get a little what, cannibalization from those bigger leagues too, uh, especially yeah. looking at Georgia Tech and, and Louisville, looking at Maryland, Michigan State, maybe looking at uh, Seton Hall, St. John Xavier, maybe. So, I mean, Seton Hall and St. John's play each other. So I'm guessing whoever loses that game's out. Um, yeah. So I think... It'll be interesting, but yeah, Syracuse, Mississippi, uh, Xavier, maybe some power five team or power six or whatever teams to keep an eye on. All right, let's move to this portion. I'm glad I saw that. I was curious because it's a new bracket. Bracket matrix is updated, but the BYU Gonzaga game could have made some bit incomplete. Yeah, it could have had some issues because BYU nearly won. So, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, if we're looking at teams who could make a run, am I crazy to think, well, we could do it again? Because they no. honestly have the most I you can call me off like completely wrong, but they are honestly have like the most explosive scorer in Marcus Williams. If they're gonna beat San Jose State. I mean Grant Sherfield I think might be the most Okay, they're close. One the two. But yeah, but yeah, okay. But yeah, 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 sure. I'm not I'm not like saying that you're like totally off base or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I gotta I gotta stump for the guy there. No, that's fine. But, yeah, but yeah, but yeah I mean there. Marcus Williams as a freshman to even be in that conversation is amazing. Um, yeah, so I mean, you got that, but I think another thing too is, I mean, you still have Hunter Maldonado. Yeah. I, I, he has not stopped being a good player. He just has help now, and I think he was like the one guy who was like Justin James, um, you know, there for a while where he's just doing it all for them. But now he's got help, and you almost forget about it a little bit. But he's still there. Hunter Thompson is, you know, he's a stretch, a guy who can hit the three, but he's, you know, he's a big. He's got size to kind of maybe bring a Nathan Mensa out if they play in a one-eight game like that. Um, you know, you've got Grand Ike as well, who's coming on, and he's, you know, a big, strong guy on the interior that Wyoming hasn't had in a little bit. So I don't know. I think. Yeah, why not? Why, what, especially with San Diego feeling safe, you know, I think that they will. Be... pull Rick Majerus and not play? Probably not that safe, but still, he used to do that with Utah. It's like, ah, oh, we'll just lose the first round of the whack and still be a two seed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they're, you know, uh, probably not like that, but, uh, yeah, I but, think Wyoming can catch them off guard for sure. The way they play, with, definitely. Yeah. If, if, if they can break through the defense and win like they did last year where they, or when I was there, when they played San Diego State, no different guys, Larry Dance and stuff on the team. But they're, if they, they could win 55 to 50 because Marcus Williams scores 32 points. Well, and what's fun about this team, I mean, last year it was like the complete opposite where they were like all defense and no offense. And this yeah. year they're kind of the, you know, more, a lot of offense and not quite as strong on the defensive end. It's a young team, uh, you know, with a new, new coach, maybe a new defensive culture coming mm-hmm. in or, you know, whatever. Um, but still, I think that they have, like you said, they have the firepower. Um, you, they could, especially with the league being, Set up like it is, kind of everyone talking about the top four, top four. It, you, how can you not start to look forward to the semifinals a little bit if you're yeah. one of those top four teams? So, yeah, I mean that's how these upsets happen, right? Is you get teams who are maybe looking ahead a little bit, maybe underrating, maybe you know this team's eight seeded because they're not they, good, because they're not good, but because some of these guys it took them a while to come on, but now they're there. You know, that sort of thing too, with like a Graham Ike. Um, uh, I like him. 
as a player here for Wyoming. I think, you know, if they can keep this core around, Wyoming should still have a good future. I still like them as a team, even if they have slipped from maybe, you know, third or whatever they were in our, in our rankings at one point, all the way to, yeah. to eighth. Um, you know, I, I still like this team going forward and I like Jeff Linder. I think he's done a good job and hey, you know, who knows what he's capable of when the tournament time comes. So could catch some teams we'll off guard. See, yeah. We'll see. Like, we'll see. Aztecs, we mentioned they're not like, we kind of say, oh, they're scoring. They're still scoring 75 points a game just set out. So it's not like they're scoring, winning by big, t- old big 10 Wisconsin 50 to 46 against Purdue or something. They're scoring enough points. And yeah. if you look at the last few times they played, well, I mean, 98 to 71, 87, 57, not even close. Marcus Williams had six points in one game on 10 of 13, that 30 point loss. I'm just speculating and looking for something where if something goes extremely, extremely right and Williams does have a big game, scores 20 plus points, there's a, 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 a chance. I'm not saying it's a good chance, but I'm thinking like, well, there's a possibility because all it takes is one really good player to get you over the top in some of these games. It's five on five. If Aztecs are shooting poorly, they're looking ahead. Yeah, like exactly. Like, right. Like, well, and that's what, you know, it takes one player like Marcus Williams going crazy on one end and, you know, one player like Jordan Shackle getting, or, you know, someone getting cold on the other end. And, hey, all of a sudden, this thing's a lot closer. Um, Out of the six teams, yeah. then to play in the first round, they're the ones I'd probably trust the most, even maybe more than Fresno State, despite them getting a playing CSU. Do you see? Do you think Fresno could be that team to maybe upset Colorado State in round two? Maybe. Um, I keep wanting to. Sorry, I Fresno State's a weird one because I keep wanting to be like, no, they're not. And I've realized I'm underselling this Fresno State team, and I keep doing it. So I'm trying to stop myself from underselling them because they really have gelled and come on quite a bit. I was not sold on this team at all. Earlier in the year, um, and they've been, they've been doing a good job being not just a one trick pony, right? Before it was okay, well, you shut down Orlando Robinson and you win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think now they've got guys, you know, you've got, uh, Dion Stroud, you've got Isaiah Hill, um, Gosh, I don't have the names in front of me, and I know I'm going to mess one up now. Uh, Junior Ballard, there we go. Um, you've Devin Gage. You've got all these transfers who took a while to kind of come that, together, yeah. um, but they 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 did finally, I think. And hey, they they beat Boise, yeah. so why not? You know, so they could be. I also, it's hard to discount UNLV's upset potential when a they've beaten Utah State already, and sure. um, they've got you know they've got guys who can light it up. Anyway, you know, any of those top three offensive options with, with, uh, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, David Jenkins, and Caleb Grill, um, are capable of having, you know, 25 point games. So, you know, if, if a couple of them get hot on the same night, watch out, man. They could oh, definitely, they could sorry, definitely, I might keep dropping. Sorry. I see, I, I, I can hear out. that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think if you get, if you get those three, any combination of those three, you know, hot on the same night, then they can absolutely pull off one or two wins in this tournament. So there's a couple teams that I like. Um, I, I do agree though that I, I've, Wyoming might be the most interesting, um, one to do it. Cause I think San Diego state might not do it. I don't know. I think San Diego state might just not, I don't know. I, I don't want to undersell them either, so I, I'm probably going to be wrong, and they'll just you know decimate them by 25 points or something. But at the same time, I would understand why the number one seed 
would be looking forward to who's coming out of this very interesting four five matchup and maybe get caught off guard by a number eight seed like Wyoming, who's got a lot of young, talented guys who've grown up a lot over the year. So yeah, I like Wyoming at that pick as a, yeah. as a so, kind of a dark horse upset pick. Yeah. I don't think it's happened, but I think there's potential. So looking, yeah. let me ask you, let's wrap up with a couple more things here. Our staff p- predicted like who's going to win the championship game. We'll get to that in a minute, but the most ideal title game, do you, who did you pick for your most I- the ideal the championship game you want to see the most? Uh, Jeremy, I'm gonna, this is fun. I don't think I got this email. What? I don't think, I didn't, I didn't vote in this poll. So you can tell me the results and you can surprise me with them, um, and they will be legit. I don't know. Well, who do you think? You tell me now. Who is it? What's your ideal matchup? The ideal title game matchup? Yeah. For you. Um, I would say, I think San Diego State, Colorado State would be the ideal title game matchup. You'd have, you'd have joined three other people. The most, and there was what, 10 votes here, not a ton. So you had three for that, six for C- San Diego, Utah State, one for Boise, Utah State. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe let me change my answer <laughs> to, to, to Boise, Colorado State. Um, you, like, cause for the reason that I said before, cause I think that Boise, Colorado State, um, assuming no other upsets, I think that secures the most amount of bids for the league in the NCAA tournament. So, so that's how you're, I mean, that's how I you're mean, out of it. Yeah. If, I, if, you want, if you want me to answer the question, ideal title game. Yeah. My okay. dream, like which two teams do I want to just watch play basketball against each other? Yeah. San, San Diego state and Colorado state for sure. Oh. I want to see, I want to see Matt Mitchell and David Roddy. I could just watch those two guys play again, play basketball against each other forever. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love watching both of those teams play. So I went Aztecs Aggies because they've had fun. last year rivalry kind of. They've been playing pretty close. So oh, I mean, Kata man and like yeah. Willie Worcester, Craig cool Smith play. man. Even just Craig Smith is super fun to watch. So yeah, I, I I don't think there's a wrong answer here, and that's why I'm so excited about this tournament. I think it's going to be so much fun. Assuming we don't get a really weird upset that costs us one of these cool games, or you know. Another reason why these teams don't meet up. Yeah, okay. No uh, all right. So is there? Let me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one more question I have, but no, that's gonna. We're not gonna go that far because we've already went through all the scenarios. Who's gonna win the whole thing? I think. I think it's gonna be San Diego State. I think they're gonna do it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I think they got so close, and they really. I mean, let's be honest. They deserved it last year. Uh, no, I, they lost. They did not deserve it. They lost the game on the final shot. Don't say they deserved to win it when they lost. When I Why did, say they? De- sorry, I guess I don't mean they. Okay, they they don't deserve <laughs> to be the. They were the best team in the conference last year. That's what I mean. Yes. They deserve they deserve the champion or the the championship that they got or whatever. Maybe not the conference tournament championship. So what I mean is they were regular season champions, right? They were the best team in the conference. Yes. I feel like, you know, in they terms of uh, they just happened to lose the game at the end of the the thing. Yeah. So so yeah, they did not not yeah, that was not a comment that Utah State did not deserve to win that <laughs> game. That was just, you know. Yeah. So I think San Diego State is out for uh out for revenge and I don't and they're already on this like freight train. I don't say anything stopping them. No, I agree. So, like, they're going to win. I just kind of toss out their one win because we never know. One great player is a huge game. Anything can happen. But looking overall, I think Aztecs, Aggies are what I want to see. I think this issue would be good. But I just want to see the rematch for when these teams play. Everybody yeah. seems to watch and wants to see what's going on. 
and that's where I lean toward those two, but Utah State winning. Anything else we need to add this week? We've been uh, basically covered it as much as we can without knowing half the matchups. <laughs> yeah, I would say just, you know, for anybody anybody listening, make sure you come check back to our website, Mountain West Wire or MWWire.com uh, to, you know, get all the everyday predictions and previews and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I think I'm just ready to sit back and watch and uh, watch it all unfold, man, because – like I said, I don't think there's a wrong answer in terms of how this all plays out unless we end up with a one-bid Mountain West. That's the only yeah. wrong answer. So, Also, I'm going to keep track of this. Maybe we'll discuss this in the recap. Definitely you, Andy, as well, and me. Check out – you see that second screen thing they have? They're meant, it's on their website. It's uh, – I don't know what it is. I kind of watch it during the women's games where they kind of like a live chat and stuff. So I don't know if it's just like a Facebook type deal. But I may check, I may check that out, see if it's worthwhile to do, to keep you entertained during the games. I actually had a job at some point, not to go off tangent, but really quick, where during sporting <laughs> events, if you, it's very specific to the Wii U. <laughs> okay. So, I'm no kidding. This was a brilliant idea, and it was awesome, but they just ran out of money, where we would ask questions or sport, like a poll type of question. Like, hey, is this team going to get a first down on this play? Or we, we'd type up a quiz really quick, like live, live doing it. But for some reason, it's only on the Wii U. So it wasn't a chat and stuff, but it was just, it's kind of fun. We, hey, watch sports. Oh, here's a question. Is there going to be a touchdown on this second and, and nine play? So we'd type it out really quick, have a couple pre-done for other stuff, but it's pretty wild. And so that's kind of, I wonder if it's like that, but it was just so weird because it's just a Wii U. They moved to Twitter and did other stuff for regular <laughs> TV shows, but it was a, it was a fun laid back job. You go one night, you have 20 screens up there watching any sport possible. It's like, this is amazing. But of course, when it's targeted to the Wii U and not like an app or something, it's not yeah. great. Yeah. I think it's about twenty four about eight years ago. But it was still I drive by where the building was, I'm like, that was a fun job. The best snacks ever. It was pretty cool. But it just kind of it fizzled out. But uh, check out the second screen experience. I'm gonna see how that goes because maybe it's more fun. But check our website as Andy mentioned, MWR.com. Schedule's changing, so we'll have that every day. We'll have highlights results. So if you can't watch any games, we, we got you covered for who's playing who and what time because it is a work day for a lot of people, for at least for the first two days. The third day it's evening, so get the uh Red Bull coffee out for that nine Pacific game. One thing I do want to mention, Andy, which I don't like, which is always happening again, and you'll hear it brought up. Court, semifinal number two, nine Pacific, championship game three Pacific. That's so lame. It's that early. I don't like that one bit. That's the one thing that people complain about that quick turnaround. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like oh, they get the spotlight, but you know, it's uh, at what cost? Yeah, it's Saturday night at CBS. What's on after Blue Bloods or something? Come on, Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> like stick it, stick it at five Pacific at least. You know what I mean? Like five Pacific. That's still eight Eastern. You know what I mean? Not super late, but yeah. uh, not us. But I, that's one of the big gripes they have right here. Or make the semifinal game like a four and seven tip or something like that, or four and six thirty. But regardless, that's what we have. But we'll be back next time. We'll be back um, next week at some point. We, I'm not gonna nail down time because me and Andy are gonna discuss a few things. But probably sometime Sunday, and then a preview for the championship games. We'll get the, or the uh, NCAA tournament, I should say. But we'll be back and have all you covered, and we've gone one hour. We wanted a short show, so I guess you're welcome, and we'll see you next time, folks.